All right, gang. Uh, WineCellarMedia.com. Uh, reminding folks, uh, these programs uh, can be triggering, uh, if you will. Uh, we do cover some pretty disturbing shit. And we do it so often, we tend to just say the shit. We tend to just deliver the news story and deliver the commentary. And um, we care about the issues, but Jesus Christ, we do it so much. We may um, just dive right into these stories and these topics, um, you know, like like it, like as if we're talking about fucking bacon cookies. Well, no, we're talking about real world oppression and traumatic experiences and the shit is fucked up. So, you know, maybe you want to cool out, have yourself a little doobie reefer, maybe have a beer, a cerveza, cool out, you know, and get with the wine cellar. Or, you know, pass it up, come back to another one. You know how it is. I know how it is. So let's get down to it. Using nature-based solutions means that you will work with processes of nature to fulfill the function required by humans. That is uh, the core of nature-based solutions. Hank Niebuhr used to build concrete dikes, such as this one, to help hold back stormy seas along the northern coast of the Netherlands. Now, he's using nature-based solutions to do the same job by building a salt marsh. Apart from contributing to the flood uh, defense, a salt marsh like this also creates multiple benefits for nature, recreation, etc. You can see the plants that we put in it. This plant is able to survive in these salt conditions. And it also contributes to the, the stabilization of this uh, mudflat. Hank works for the EcoShape Foundation, a public-private partnership that focuses on nature-based solutions in projects that encourage building with nature. Nature-based solutions uh, from a contractor perspective are uh, uh, an interesting uh, uh, niche market that could develop in the coming uh, years. That's also uh, uh, why, as a company, uh, and also why all the partners uh, within EcoShape are investing in nature-based solutions. The team has developed 14 other programs worldwide. In Indonesia, new mangroves have been planted to protect the eroding coastline. What we're trying to do in Indonesia is to uh, restore the mangrove greenbelt that was originally there, but also to involve the local communities in establishing that mangrove greenbelt that is uh, sustainable on the long term. In the developing world, Nature-based solutions might offer the only affordable tool to fight climate change. Indonesia's mangroves are expected to create more fishing opportunities and better the local economy. If you take nature into account, work with nature instead of against nature, you can see that you can have great results. And this makes me very confident. We are ready uh, to contribute to that by developing more knowledge so that everybody can use it uh, to create their own nature-based solutions. Um, yeah, so absolutely fucking ridiculous. All right, so William J. Jackson here, winecellarmedia.com. I uh, get home from the old workplace, you know, go in the old basement, have a reefer doobie, lift some of the weights, um, listen to some, uh, some hip-hop shit on Vlad TV, hit the shower, come out, and Phoenix Kaliter is like, nigga, Miss Major endorsed Sanders. Chris Matthews just quit live on fucking air. And um, Chuck D from Public Enemy, they're saying that Flavor Flav is fired. 
which I don't know if that's the exact wording they use. All this came to me really fast, like as I'm on the way to the desk with not much time to get down to the get down, if you will. Uh, so, um, uh, where, where the fuck do you jump in first? Um, let me hop right over to Skippy Flippy Dibadu, uh, Flavor Flav, and Chuck D of Run DMC. <clears throat> now, now I'm taking a look over here at RollingStone.com. Uh, somebody not by the name of Daniel Kreps got this information up, and uh, whoever's editing got the headline up saying, uh, Public Enemy Fire Flavor Flav after Bernie Sanders rally spat. And to my understanding, I think to most folks' understanding, um, essentially, uh, it said Public Enemy's gonna be performing, but Flav wants his likeness removed. And it's like, is niggas really like Bernie Sanders pushing people, pushing for people to wear clock medallion necklaces? And it's like, you're not the only nigga that wore sunglasses and a hat on sideways. It was the fucking 80s, right? Going into the early 90s. Get over that shit. And also, like, you're the fucking hype man. It's like, you're not a a writer, not a serious MC. You're a hype man. And I'm also, I don't don't be on that legendary shit. There's some hip-hop heads that be acting biblical about the shit. I don't follow those sort. As a hip hopper myself, as a participant and a contributor to the culture, I um I don't be on that shit where it's like you have to follow these certain rules where like notorious BIG and Tupac Shakur and Rakim or Big Daddy Kane or Cool G Rap have to be in your top 5 dead or alive. I don't follow these bullshit rules. You know, things like that. And I don't think that public enemy simply by saying hey racism exists makes them some sort of super militant illest black panther niggas on the planet like that's just not it's not fucking there just like my favorite crip hop niggas are not the hardest most imperialist niggas in the world that'll take down any nation because they can ride on the block so off top like I think heads on the outside make it too major, and then people are aware of that hyperbole, so you have Republicans and Democrats trying to grift off of Flavor Flav, using silly bullshit hotep talking points and right-wing talking points, which tend to mesh well together, especially considering that, you know, Bernie, Jew, (laughs) hoteps, they got a problem with the Jews, Right, like that guy that calls himself Hotep Jesus on his YouTube show, he'll just say he won't say Jewish folks, but he'll say, Oh, you know, but the Jesus killers, you know, or he'll be like, Um, oh man, you know, it's like they'll see a bad headline about like Diane Feinstein, and because he's a Republican grifter. He'll be like, oh, Feinstein, I don't like that for whatever fucking reason. He'll be like, huh, you think about that? Feinstein, Weinstein, um, who was that, the motherfucker, uh, that, that didn't kill himself? Who's the one that didn't kill himself? Epstein. Epstein. And that nigga that calls himself, uh, Hotep Jesus, he'll just, uh, straight up say, yeah, you see a connection there? You see some similarities with these people in their culture? He straight up says that shit on his YouTube show. It's fucking bugged out. And, um, 
that's what some of these hoteps are going to be about and right wingers obviously and um so off of rollingstone.com with daniel kreps uh public enemy fire for the flavor over Bernie sanders rally spat uh let's take a look at a little bit of the information here um it begins with a quote um saying Flavor Flav has been on suspension since 2006 when he was missing in action from the Harry Belafonte benefit in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and that comes from a statement signed by uh, group members Chuck, Chuck D, DJ Lord, Jahai, James Bomb, and Pop Diesel. Damn, he's some old school ass. Pop Diesel? Damn, that's an old school ass name. Um... Uh, quote saying that was the last straw for the group he had previously mi- previously missed numerous live gigs from uh glastonbury to canada al- um, album recording sessions and photo shoots he always chose to party over work and it says uh that they continued uh public enemy uh radio toward europe and co-headlined with the hootang clan and this was back in May 2019. And um, so there's more information there. We're going to go ahead and link that with winecellarmedia.com with a web post. Did you look at the billboard one uh, You're not near a microphone. Oh. Phoenix Kalita said something, but she's not near a microphone. Um, it says, uh, uh, and this one's coming off of pitchfork.com. I think I may have seen this outlet before. Maybe like on some climate change shit or so. It it sounds familiar. I don't know why I think I've seen Pitchfork.com before, but their um, article's coming up by Madison Bloom, uh, staff writer. To my understanding, Madison is a fem name. Uh, And their headline that they got was uh, Flavor Flav Blast Chuck D over firing... Uh, saying that there is no public enemy without Flavor Flav. And as I said at the beginning of the segment, nigga, you're a hype man. (laughs) You're a fucking hype man. All right, you want to know, like, among hip-hop heads, you may have heard this name, uh, Royce the Five-Nine, coming out of Detroit. Uh, Actually, really was a kid coming in the game. I think was a... Somewhere between 17 and 19 years old when Eminem put Royce on. And uh, and then um, during the time that 50 was coming out, Royce was displeased with not having like a solo album and all the music videos and whatnot yet. And uh, so he wanted to split up and break. He recorded a track called Malcolm X dissing D12 and whatnot. You know, and this was during the whole Jaw Rule time. Everyone had a good time. It was a lot of diss tracks, a lot of mixtape action at this time in hip hop. Mm-hmm. And from that time, you may have noticed I didn't mention something, and that was a hot, big platinum Royce the Five Nine album with a world tour. <laughs> Why? Because Royce was a hype man that quit his job. Okay? Do you understand? You're the fucking hype man as far as um hip-hop culture and like the um the verbal and visual representation going from being some street shit in the bronx and new jersey and brooklyn and queens and um los angeles you had a lot of pop lockers there were mcs out there at the time (coughs) i don't know much about the history of the south i think um you might want to turn to someone like mia x she has a lot of memorized knowledge for that out of uh louisiana 
But, um, yeah, the fucking, the hype man can go. It, also, the DJ, because the MC became the thing. The, the hype man literally actually is like an added on part that, like, gets to kind of ride with hip hop. Like, the hype man is actually not even a contributor. It's for, we're talking about the elements of hip hop, the MC, the DJ, the graph artist, the break dancer. All right. And then I add in the beatboxer. It's hard for me to get people to agree with me on this. But I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I think the beatboxer is their own fucking element. Yes. Like, that's literally making music with your body and it's hip hop. Um, so that is the fifth element to me. A lot of cats will stop at four elements. Hambone? Yeah. What's that? Oh, that is, uh, Boots Riley made a thread about that saying that, uh, back before the 60s, a lot of, um, rappers were doing, like, Hambone records in prison, which is basically, like, beatboxing and using body parts to make music. Okay, see? But it was known as Hambone to him. Uh-huh. And there you have it. So, but the thing is, like, at these parties, the, um, the DJ was the main thing because the DJ was like mixing these records, doing wild shit. Like you can look at some old stories back before it even had the name hip hop. When people were calling it shit like executive style, like just some wild fucking names like zigzagaboo kids, whatever the fuck, like just a bunch of Italian, Puerto Rican, Irish, black and whatnot kids in New York just bugging out. And, um, and you'd go to see the DJ cause they'd be doing shit like, um, like putting a drum beat and making a break beat <coughs> over like I Dream of Genie. Like they were really doing some ill shit on those things. And then um the MC, which is the master of ceremonies, they introduce everything at an event. The MC would start busting a little rhyme to introduce the DJ. And over time, like, I mean, obviously you're in front of a crowd. What's one of the best ways to amuse a crowd? Well, take a look at stadiums with 10, 20,000 people to see a stand-up fucking comedian mm-hmm. be funny so the MC can start making some punchlines, cracking some jokes. And then another MC might be like, oh, they got that joke, but I got this joke. I may even make a joke about him. Now we're battling. And the MC becomes a more interesting thing than the DJ before the transition into mainstream with the rapper's delight record, this is not where this segment was supposed to go. Yeah. Uh, was... but, <laughs> but we got, again, like I say, like a lot of white women listen to this program. Mm-hmm. And, well, now they know these things. Yeah, I was going to ask if you, what I said earlier before I pulled my chair was if you saw the Billboard article. They ran no. a nice, like, timeline of issues that, like, Flava Flav and Public Enemy have had together like from the start um and one of the things they mentioned was um they did not like him uh going on reality tv in 2005 because they felt he was like just sort of embarrassing himself um they didn't like his tell-all book in 2011 where he talked about spending two thousand dollars a day on crack they didn't think like that was necessarily like the way he put it out there they didn't think was the best way to put it out there then in 2012 he was arrested for beating up his uh, girlfriend and chasing her son around the house with kitchen knives. Obviously, they didn't approve of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. <clears throat> and then they talked about, did you talk about the Harry Belafani? Well, all that really matters is that a Jew <laughs> broke him up. It's, a Jew it, broke it, him it, up. The Jew did. It was the fucking Brooklyn Jew that did it. It did. Yeah. Did you talk about the Harry Belafani thing? No. So, apparently, Harry Belafani has, like, um, 
a musical festival and they he had asked them to perform there and Flava Flav refused because it was like a charity event. And apparently Flava Flav does not believe in doing free concerts. And they were like, we're a political band. We're about public awareness. We're about doing the work. We're going to do fucking charity events. And so Flava Flav was like really, really mad about that. And this is why I'm glad that fucking during my uh, alcohol bender last summer, I binged on Vlad TV interviews and Mm -hmm. I watched every single, like as the Flava Flav clips were dropping, like, Mm -hmm. Every day after work, after doing the 12-hour and 14-hour overtime shifts, I'd go booze it up in the basement. Just, I was a fucking booze hound last summer. Jeez, I don't even know what my blood type was. Like, I'm probably, I probably shaved a couple years off my life just last summer alone. Mm. And uh, fucking, but uh, watching Flavor Flay's interview on Vlad, I was like, this nigga's corny. Mm-hmm. Like, his shit, is, it's interesting because a fucking... Old, not new ones, but like the old New Yorkers mm. just yelling and telling stories. It's a fun show to watch. Right. But at the same time, it's also like, this is a corny ass nigga, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so apparently one of the big things about the um, the Harry Belafani event is that apparently Harry inducted them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And then after that, asked them and like traveled across the country to do it. And then after the fact, asked them to do this event, and Flavor Flav was like, no, because it's free. It's a fundraiser, and I'm not getting paid. So, yeah, there was some beef over that. And then, apparently, um, at a concert in 2016, Chuck D said, uh, Black Lives Matter, fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. And Flavor Flav wouldn't um, agree with him. <laughs> Flavor Flav said, um, uh, this was what? Uh, 2016, they have a quote. Flavor uh-huh. Flav said... Yes. I'm not really the politician of the group, which is weird because you're a fucking political group. That's how you're known, but whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. The whatever. You don't, ha- you don't have to be political to be in a political group. Um, I'm not really a politician of the group. There's a lot of people talking a lot of shit about Trump, but guess what? He's winning. The man is winning. I ain't gonna lie, but listen, the United States has been ran a certain way for decades and decades and decades. You never know. Maybe Trump could possibly do something. Maybe he might step in office and do something. I'm not going to doubt him. I swear to fuck, as far as like old New York <laughs> Workers running their fucking mouths and just totally surviving on chutzpah, he is an intellectual equivalent of Donald Trump. Yeah. Just from you reading that out loud. Of yeah. course, like, when you hear him speak, his charisma is different because mm-hmm. he's working class and black, mm-hmm. but they're running on chutzpah. But, um... Yeah. Their headline, yep. Oh, I'm sorry. And then uh, in 2017, he actually sued Chuck D, alleging unpaid royalties. So there's been problems for a while, and then, of course, the Bernie concert was a free concert, and as we have learned, Flav does not do free concerts, so it's not like... They're selling out Flav for the Jew. It's not... Which is what I'm seeing on Twitter. It's it's not actually like that. Yeah. Well, and also, and again, like, in... The the hype the hype man the hype person if you will mm-hmm. can go like they, they they just don't matter as much and also because they're literally not an element of hip hop they're an accessory of uh, monetized performance mm-hmm. like you're you're part of a show you're like the lights but the DJ they're a part of the show <laughs> but they were also a part of hip hop first which is why we knew about um 
uh, uh, Tone Lokes DJ cutting rhythms mm-hmm. and uh, LL Cool J's DJ cut creator. Mm-hmm. Um, Salt and Pepper had Spinderella. They actually had two Spinderellas. Because and again, like even though the DJ is relevant culturally, the MC is the face. So you can literally change the DJ mid-career, drop another album, go on tour with a new (laughs) DJ doing the old songs. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Flav shouldn't be surprised by this. And I I know, they're not tuning in. But let's pretend that the fucking conservatives and liberals that are trying to grift... I saw the conservatives Phoenix showed me a liberal trying to grift this shit. Nobody gives a fuck about the hype man, mm-hmm. hype person, if we were if we progress that language. Yes. Cause that is that's old hip hop language. Hype man, very gendered, very binary. Yeah. <clears throat> and patriarchal. It is. Um and there's and uh so this off of pitchfork.com. How the fuck long is this segment? <laughs> Don't worry about that. Uh <laughs> says, you want to destroy something we've built over 35 years over politics? He mind, over 35 years after Phoenix Kalita just read off of that list. Uh, that came from where, Politico? Uh, no, that was, uh, I think, um, As, uh, it was a, it was a magazine. Uh, oh, one of them. Billboard. Bill, one of them popular. Okay, Billboard. I was like, it's a music magazine. <laughs> And as I scroll yeah. down, it looks like Chuck D's still lifting weights or something, and that yeah. nigga works in a factory, too. I don't know what the fuck, <laughs> but that nigga's fucking arms are clearly, like, 17 inches or bigger. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, <coughs> and so, uh, yeah, Flavor Flav did go on the uh, the Twitter and um, expressed um, unhappiness. Yes. My favorite part is how they shaded him, which basically solidifies your point. Because they public enemy released um, a, uh, an official statement that said, "We did not part ways with Flavor Flav over political views. Uh, he's been on suspension since 2016 when he was MIA from the Harry Belafonte event in Atlanta, Georgia. That that was the last straw for the group. He'd previously missed numerous live gigs from Glastonbury to Canada, album recording sessions, and photo shoots. He always chose to party over going to work." All right, and um, you may be tuned into this program, and you're like, hey, Fiance and Kalita and, and William J. Jackson, those are some mighty fine Negro folks. <laughs> and I, I learn a lot listening to this here show about what the colored folk go through. Here's your homework. Get on your Bing, get on your Google, <coughs> get on your Yahoo, ask that nigga Jeeves. Mm-hmm. Are there reviews out there about this Harry Belafonte event that say the public enemy performance was fucking garbage because the hype man wasn't there. I just want to see if these reviews exist also, in mass. Keep in mind, um, they also went on tour with Wu Tang Clan in 2019, and Flav missed that as well. So also check those reviews too. Oh, <laughs> which what? is also like you think maybe you would want to go on tour with Wu Tang Clan, but I nah, whatever. And somehow they managed to do it without the person who was neither lyricist nor vocalist, <laughs> nor instrument player, <laughs> nor DJ. Nope. You, you literally don't need to be those things. You don't worry about it. You jump up and down and say, yeah, yeah, throw your hands up. And every <laughs> once in a while you ad lib to the rap because you memorize the verse that isn't yours. You non-writing motherfucker. 
Enough. Oh, that was another thing too in the uh, royalties thing. He alleged that he wrote like 50 <clears throat> songs that Chuck never paid him for, and Chuck's like, I would love to see them. <laughs> I would fucking love to see these verses. Flav ass nigga. Come on, man. <laughs> Flav, stop being silly. Um, so Flavor's on the Twitter, and uh, this is actually his tweet verbatim. Um, and I like that Chuck D's name is Mr. Chuck D. So that's yes. just, if you want to at him, you have to address <coughs> him by Mr. Some folks might not get that, but if you're black, <laughs> like, <laughs> so it starts with at Mr. Chuck D. Are you kidding me right now? Three question marks, three commas, no space over Bernie Sanders, three question marks. You want to destroy something we've built over 35 years over politics all caps three question marks three commas no space all because i don't want to endorse a candidate three commas <laughs> no space i'm very disappointed in you and your decisions right now chuck three commas why not three commas <laughs> he's you, consistent god damn mm-hmm. you need to comma his ass the fuck down with this bullshit <laughs> <laughs> And he continues on, and um, yeah, I think we could uh, we could do without the uh, the the drug shaming, right? That's a little foul. It'd be in the back of my head, like because uh, um, as black people, the word crackhead, yes. we have a respectability <laughs> politics with it. Gen X and millennials, I think Gen Z is going to be better than us. Yes, <laughs> but God damn it, we hear crackhead and we look at you different forever. I'm yeah. part of the problem. But I guess I'm addressing it, but that's not enough, man. That's it's not, not enough. I feel like they were definitely um, shamey about his drug use. I think they made a valid point about when they were upset about the love and hip hop just because of how it was portrayed. But yeah, I don't think you should go around calling people crackheads. Necessarily, <laughs> it does have a stigma. It does have a stereotype. Yeah. Like but, even though it's true, like right. they, when they did the music video "Night of the Living Bassheads," and again, a lot of there are folks that tune into this program. Uh, they call it bass because they're removing the base of the cocaine and leaving mm-hmm. you with a rock, and um, and that's why they called it free basin when yes. folks were doing that. And because Snoop Dogg is so skinny, that's how rappers that didn't like him would diss him. They'd be like, "Oh, Snoop out there, free." Basin, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and so they made a song called "Night of the Living Bassheads," and he said himself when he was in that music video, he was actually high on crack in the video. Well, and he said in his memoir that he spent two thousand dollars a day on crack, which is a lot. I don't know if he said the exact same number, but that came up on Vlad yeah. as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a lot. But <laughs> I also think what's interesting is that they're suggesting he's still out partying, and he's saying that he's not, uh, that he's been clean. And they're saying, we were doing shows and you stayed home to get high and model bikini competitions. Or to judge uh, bikini yeah, competitions. Was... <laughs> not model them. Not model them. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Model. Judge judge the bikini models. So, um... I'm like, if, if Cuz wins, there were super delegates involved. <laughs> there were super there delegates were... <laughs> involved. But that's also just interesting to me in the aspect, like, are they being sort of, like, extra shamey about it because they think he's still using? So is there, like... <clears throat> some underlying like anger about it um i'll go a different direction okay uh nah nah the same same uh, same direction different road uh they're then maybe they're not assuming he's um you know uh uh, tooting up now dear white folks we have a lot of (laughs) again like we have a major we have so many different like ways to say someone is smoking crack because we so don't like it. 
And, uh, but like, maybe he's not fucking zooting, zooting, zooting. He's not freebasing, clucking, mm-hmm. whatever the mm-hmm. fuck now. He's not smoking crack now. But because they're so positive and responsible with their public front, mm-hmm. there's probably frustration because they've never articulated it the way they want to. Mm. Like, they probably wanted to say, God damn it, put the fucking pipe down and do your fucking job. Right. Like, they probably want to say that, <coughs> but they get in front of you the cameras. That, right? Yeah, they're like, oh man, brother, we're praying for you. They get in front of the cameras in uh-huh. the interview. They say, Flav is going through some problems right now. Like, I remember seeing a video clip. Um, of uh, Chuck D. I can't remember if it was on YouTube or that <coughs> video site. It was not recent. And uh, Chuck D. was asked about, like, Flavor Flav being on these reality shows. And he was like, oh, you know, he's doing his own thing right now. Maybe the group will, you know, maybe we'll get back together and do some records. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but you know what the fuck he wanted to say. Right. So maybe the pissed offness has um, peaked-ified. Peaked-ified. Yes. Yes. Uh, Flavor Flav continues on his uh, tweet storm of sorts. Says, um, also at Mr. Chuck D, three commas, no space, I'm not on drugs like you're saying and have been clean for 10 years. <coughs> three commas, no space, lowercase I, have battled addiction before and like millions of other Americans, I know the massive toll it takes. Three commas, no space, Chuck. You know better than to lie about shit like that. Four commas. Four commas. That's that tweet. What up? I'm not gonna lie. That's actually kind of fucking annoying, though. It. That's it's why a, I say those commas. parts. No, oh. not the commas, but the um. What did he say? Um. I've battled addiction like millions of other Americans. Yeah, millions <clears throat> of other Americans didn't get their own fucking like VH1 reality show worth millions of dollars after they got out of rehab. So it's not really like um, other people. I don't know about that, buddy. Really? For the most part. Like, you see how my biological father's doing? He's got a nice place in Lakewood. Uh-huh. Lakewood. People from Washington State are hearing that, and they're responding to it different than folks that are not from Washington State. They're like, oh, yeah, Lakewood, huh? Well, mm-hmm. look at Mr. Fancy Slacks. Fancy slacks, yes. I bet some of your neighborhood, uh, 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 you know, some of your neighbors are OG Crips as opposed to regular, <laughs> you know. It's, yeah, I joke about my biological father being on crack. This is what jaded looks like, people. Yes. <laughs> Do not sad face react. Do not. They're going to. That annoys the living shit out of me. They're going to. Uh, ma'am. And Flavor Flav continues on this Twitter rant of sorts. Mm -hmm. And at Mr. Chuck D, three commas, no space, lowercase, I Mm -hmm. didn't sue you on Friday, three commas, no space, lowercase, I asked the at Bernie Sanders campaign to correct misleading marketing because it's... It's not campaigning. Uh-huh. It's marketing. It is marketing. He's going to drop his presidential album mm-hmm. in in November. And I, I think he's got some hits on there. He's been working on these songs for a while. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for him to drop. You know, uh, he, he's, he's got some good hits out there. Like, uh, 
No one working 40 hours a week and other such things. Yes. How about people not working 40 hours a week shouldn't be in poverty? How about poverty is some <clears throat> manufactured bullshit that need not exist? Yeah, that's cracking off over there mm-hmm. with Flavor McFlavorson. And this is indeed WineCellarMedia.com. It is 9.04 p.m. Yes. Monday, yes. March 2nd, 2020. Yes. I'm not supposed to be up. You're not supposed to. Should have been in bed about 30 minutes ago. And <laughs> that's about that. So uh if you like more um not very well-rested negroes talking about hip hop, <laughs> uh, you can go to patreon.com/winesellermediafund. Mm-hmm. And I do have a trajectory in mind that GoFundMe might be going up because we need to do um separate fundraising. For another laptop. We did a fundraiser for this laptop. Yes. Um, I kept thinking like, man, we could do it from the Wine Cellar Media Fund, but ah, we need groceries and shit. So yes. I actually do need to fundraise, oh, excuse me, mm-hmm. specifically for a laptop. Um, and But I think I'm going to put other items like, um, like we did have to replace <coughs> my 2004 uh, mixing board. I know that's what folks call it. It's an interface, but... I get it. Mixing board for colloquialism. Mm-hmm. I had to replace my 2004 mixing board because it literally burned out because after so many years, yep. that's what'll happen. And um, the microphone is next. But also this mixing board that we did get was like the cheap thing on the shelf that we could afford to grab with the Wine Cellar Media Fund at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I might just like put up a full list of things and like the uh, the price ranges that I'm looking at yeah. and then just throw the GoFundMe up there and just post the shit out of it and because uh, we do need to YouTube broadcast and also I don't know how much more time this computer has left right Right. Like, this is like 2012 2013 yeah. hardware and it's like not those years anymore it's not those years anymore yeah so we'll see what the funk happens alright and there's also PayPal.me slash Phoenix and William and uh, Phoenix Cleater uses the cash app um Dollar sign, yes, and no space, yes. Phoenix Kaliter, correct, and uh, that's all one word, no spaces, and uh, that's how the cash application works. I'm sure folks tuned into this know that shit better than me, so <laughs> I, I trust you to fucking like cash app, however that works. All right, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> I don't know, uh, just just no uh. No hype man. No hype, hype man. person, if we are to progress the language. Damn. It needs something to be something to flow smoother, though, because hype ends with P and person starts <laughs> with P. So that, that ain't flowing at all. Hype so, folk. Hype. Damn. Huh. That ain't. I think the problem is it's not natural. We're oh, trying okay. to make it. And that's something that made hip hop. So about is, the hype-ist? Hype-ist? Yeah. That's that. Oh, here, here comes um, Royster59 and his hypest. Oh. No, he's the hypest. That's what the hype, the hype man is the hypest? Yeah. I don't know. We should, <laughs> yeah, we, we shouldn't try to force it. We shouldn't try. We should acknowledge that it's gendered and let's, yeah, we try to, we're going to come up with some corny as shit. <laughs> it's not going to flow. All right. Um, Jesus Christ, that's enough to be its own whole ass goddamn episode. Yeah. 
uh, whoopsie doodle. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, but other such things happened, right? Miss Majors endorsed Sanders. Yes. Chris Matthews quit right the fuck on air, yes. which I don't want to just add that onto this. I want that to be its own post. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is that. WineCellarMedia.fucking.com. Remember when Canada Trump promised not only to wall out all migrants crossing our Mexican border, but also to make Mexico pay for his xenophobic wall? Well, Mexico hasn't paid a peso and won't. So he keeps running to Congress demanding that it pony up unlimited billions of our tax dollars for his pet political project. Aside from one token appropriation, however, Congress has said, hmm, no. But that's no hill for a narcissistic climber. Unable to get tax money legitimately, Trump has simply stolen it, taking money from the U.S. military budget, ignoring the constitutional mandate that only Congress is empowered to control the flow of government money. Trump filched $6.1 billion from our military last year, snatched another $3.8 billion this month, and intends to swipe at least another $3.4 billion before the year is out. This executive reprogramming, as the White House euphemistically calls its daylight robbery, is being pulled off by masking Trump's wall obsession as a, quote, national emergency. The Pentagon brass has been yanking funds meant for the Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, National Guard, and ultimately from our fighting forces. This is Jim Hightower saying, presidential autocracy aside, Trump's massive larceny raises three other interesting issues of public morality. One, his trickery sets a precedent, not only for future presidents, but also for our young people's behavior. Two, our Congress critters, especially Trump Republicans, are setting a new standard of craven meekness in the face of this direct executive assault on their authority and on our democracy. And three, by simply kissing off a budget loss of more than $13 billion, saying it's in excess of the military's needs, the Pentagon is admitting that the war machine is routinely taking way too much of the public's money. What do the corporate powers from Wall Street to Walmart have in common? They hate the Hightower Lowdown. You can see why at www.hightowerlowdown.org. Happy March! This is Charming with your big gay news from Monday, March 2nd, 2020. First up, the New York Times reports that openly gay presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg has officially suspended his campaign. The Indiana Democrat ended his campaign after losing the South Carolina primary race to Joe Biden. Buttigieg was the first openly gay candidate to earn a presidential delegate in a presidential race. In other big gay news, New York Post reports that Miss Staten Island came out as bisexual and was banned from her borough St. Patrick's Day Parade. Beauty queen Madison La Isalata was banned from participating after her sexual orientation was revealed. She still attended the parade in her sash and tiara, but was forced to watch from the sidelines. Finally, in big gay news, The Hill reports that the Idaho House of Representatives passed a bill banning transgender people from changing their birth certificates. The bill contradicts the federal ruling that was issued in 2018 meant to restrict such measures. The bill argues that it will provide more accurate documentation by retaining birth records with the gender that children were assigned at birth. And that's it for Big Gay News. Lavender's next first Thursday happy hour will be at Hoban Korean Barbecue on Thursday, March 5th. We'll see you then. And that should be relatively active. All right, what the... Holy fucking damn, it's happening here. Uh, Chris Matthews. Yes. Uh, two decades on MSDNC. Mm-hmm. 
kind of became the face of MSDMC. Like, when they, like, you know how, like, as a child you watch Nickelodeon and, like, part of the commercial break will literally just be, like, 30 seconds of some voices saying, fucking Nickelodeon, you should like this shit that you're already watching. Mm -hmm. And And when MSNBC would do that type of shit for grown-ups watching their version of liberal Nickelodeon, Liberlodeon, they, uh, fucking Chris Matthews would always be the face of it. You'd see some Matt Al. Matt Al probably should have been the face of it, but Chris mm-hmm. Matthews was always the fucking face. Mm-hmm. I'm sure after all that Russia hustle, maybe Matt Al is the face now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Chris Matthews mm-hmm. comes on, and he starts talking, and then you showed me a tweet but let's hear the nigga talk first. Doobie doo doo. Former mayor of New York said that to a pregnant employee. Well, a pregnant employee sure said that he did. Why shouldn't I believe her? <laughs> you know, I'm just really tired of this world. This one is personal for me. It really is. But you pregnancy believe that discrimination you believe that kind of person real. who did that. Look, pregnancy discrimination yeah. is real. And these we have gone on and on and on where people say, Oh, I can't really believe that. Okay, so this clip is where uh, apparently Mediaite is fucking with me mm. <laughs> because that is the clip of uh, Chris Matthews <clears throat> um, coming at Warren sideways on reproductive rights. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was part of it, of his uh, leaving is because then oh. someone came out and said something that he was, like, sexually harassing her and that um, basically people who said they were sexually harassed by Chris Matthews were using the Warren thing as sort of like a platform to be like, this is actually how he talks to women. Here it is on film. Here's my story. Um, this is how he treated me sort of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, also, uh, apparently they're looking at Shep Smith to replace him on Hardball. What the fuck? Oh, that's so fucking fitting. <sighs> that's so fitting. Now, get ready. Like... Now, he, he, all right, here comes the big bad fucking I told you so. Let, let's get the I told you so in the can. The, it, and this is big old if, because you just said, wait, where, where did you see that they're looking for this? Uh, he's legit? literally trending on um, Twitter, and apparently there was like a Daily Beast article about it, but I can't get it because it's behind a paywall. Fuck. From like two months ago. From two months? So they've been working on this? I guess, but I think that Chris Matthews is leaving sooner than was expected. Huh, because Smith ain't that damn young. Him quitting Fox, that was awkward. And uh, yeah, Shepard Smith, all right, so folks, Shepard Smith is a um, a pundit, and uh, but was on Fox News, and the name may sound familiar to you because every couple of months, maybe, maybe just once a year sometimes, uh, he will trend in liberal circles for being a guy on Fox News who spoke against the station. Mm-hmm. Little do you know, um, to my understanding, Shep Smith is an out gay cis man that isn't marketed as a right-wing commentator. Shep Smith is, like, really a fucking journalist. Yeah. <clears throat> now, going to M- and for some reason, Fox News just let him. I don't know why, because that's not Fox News's thing. <clears throat> Maybe he was there to be a balance. I don't fucking know, but it, it was weird. And that clip that we play where the guy says politics is weird and creepy, and now I know lacks the least amount of resemblance to mm-hmm. regular society, some shit. That's Shep Smith. All right. And, um, but if he goes to MSNBC, some of these, and some of my fellow lefties, 
Mm-hmm. All right? Because y'all niggas be... Fu- what are they? What is it? Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed? Is that yes. the language? Yes. Yeah, y'all niggas be too fucking optimistic about things. You need to be sadder about the world. It's it's not good. And the people in it are very bad. Especially the rich ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, fucking... He goes to MSDNC. He is going to shill so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you he's going to be anti-labor <clears throat> like a motherfucker. If the topic comes up, he's going to be anti-sex work like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And right, like, so don't be thinking Shep Smith is some goddamn progressive. And I really just said, don't be thinking. <laughs> I mean, three commas, lowercase I think that you ought not be thinking whatever. The okay. fuck. It, sounds, it sounded like this is going to be like a Bill O'Reilly thing. Where like there were all it turned out after he left there were all the fucking payoffs and shit for sexual harassment claims because I keep seeing reference to a bunch of NDAs, non disclosure non non disclosure agreements. Folks. Yeah, and people saying like as a woman who was minimized by him, I once met him and thought he was on drugs because he was so rude to me. Um, someone named Kathleen Parker is does she work for MSNBC? Oh, syndicated columnist, Washington Post, <clears throat> said he's a friend of mine. Uh, we flirted for 20 years. This is atrocious. Okay. What, they're saying that the allegations are? Yeah, because she flirted with him and he was never inappropriate with her. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, I think some of my, uh, I almost said my fellow women, or some, you know, some women, women might uh, come forward and uh, have words about that. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, God. Elizabeth Warren persisted. And in doing so, she caused Chris Matthews to lose his job. So that's the thing I'm seeing, right? Is right-wingers are like, this is liberal hypocrisy because other people sexually harass women and nothing happens. Elizabeth Warren fans are like, Warren got him fired. She persisted. And then, like, there's a certain uh, amount of leftists who are like, it was his comments about Bernie Sanders assassinating him. It was probably all of the above, y'all. <laughs> Yeah, and keep in mind, folks, all of it, there's literally nothing to celebrate. Again, it's like that bullshit where I was dealing with that uh, that fucking liberal, uh, I think out there in, like, uh, New Mexico, Arizona, one of those areas, you know, mm-hmm. through Facebook, so over the internet. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those folks that was like, oh, yeah, Laura Ingram, you know, like, uh, advertisers dropped, or, like, she got fired from her show or some shit, and it's like... Well, they're not going to replace her with fucking Nicole Sandler. Right. They're exactly. not going to replace Laura Ingram with fucking Lee Camp. It's the, like that slot's just going to be filled with the same right wing bullshit she was saying, but a different face. Right. There's nothing to celebrate. It's still the same corporate fucking outlet. They're not going to okay. change. Okay. Uh, so apparently there was an article on GQ <clears throat> from the 28th. Oh, by the person who, Laura Bassett, the one who said she was coming forward because she, she saw how... He treated Warren, and so she talked about her experiences with him. That was the one that had the Twitter tweet. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, apparently, that also was a factor, so that came out just a couple days ago on GQ. Okay. I'm just going to scan it and see if there's anything relevant while you're talking. Let me get to, um, well, I want to get to the Chris Matthews' actual audio. Mm-hmm. All right. And this is uh, coming off of Mediaite. Uh, they tend to have pretty decent quality uploads there. <laughs> And they're their own uploads. They're, they have their own media player uh, embedded in the website. Mm-hmm. Let me start with my headline tonight. I'm retiring. This is the last hardball on MSNBC. And obviously, this isn't for lack of interest in politics. As you can tell, I've loved every minute of my 20 years as host of Hardball. Every morning I read the... 
He doesn't have an interest in politics. He has an interest in career and mm-hmm. salary. Yes. He's a partisan hack. Like, remember, for, uh, back when we um had a different cable setup, we were getting MSNBC, and like tuned in. Ah, oh, man, like one, one uh, evening, mm-hmm. and we're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's let's look at old uh, let's look at Chris Matthews and his big fucking head, right? Talking some bullshit, and that motherfucker had on a Republican strategist <coughs> telling him how that they need to get the Democrats together to defeat Sanders. This was like yeah. early last year. Mm-hmm. Damn near this time last year. The shit was Grimes. Mm-hmm. But because we don't have DVR, I couldn't record that moment and then flip it to a segment. I just had to watch it dissipate because I was just like, holy shit, and that just happened. I should have fucking tweeted at Jimmy Dore. Yeah, anytime you see some bullshit on MSNBC, tweet it at Jimmy Dore. Yeah. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> let's. Chris Matthews uh, continues. As you can tell, I've loved every minute of my 20 years as host of Hardball. Every morning I read the papers and I'm gung ho to get to work. Not many people have had this privilege. I love working with my producers and the discussions we have over how to report the news. And I love having this connection with you, the good people who watch. I've learned who you are, bumping into you on the sidewalk or at waiting at an airport and saying hello. You're like me. I hear it from your kids and grandchildren who say, my dad loves you or my grandmother loves you or my husband watched it till the end. Doesn't it sound like Louis C.K.'s apology? Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's so bad that they thought I was so awesome and I did this. If only everyone didn't think I was so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's what I'm hearing here. Mm -hmm. All right, well, rape culture is as rape culture does. Bring it on, Matthews. Well, after a conversation with MSNBC, I decided tonight will be my last hardball. So let me tell you why. The younger generations out there are ready to take the reins. We see them in politics, in the media, and fighting for their causes. They're improving it's the workplace. Funny. Yeah. Oh, it's just funny because who is Bernie Sanders? One of his uh, biggest demographics is young voters. And he was whining that they were going to shoot him in Central Park a couple days ago. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, the kids have got it. <laughs> The kids are okay. <laughs> like, all right. So you're a multi-fuck damn millionaire. You got security and shit. Who the fuck is going to fucking drag you from whatever the fuck to a, to a goddamn park and shoot you? Bernie bros. How? Nah. They're nefarious. You don't know. I'm a Bernie bro, and I don't even have socks on right now. You're a Bernie bruh. Oh, that's right. Yes. A bur- he's, he's not even a real Bernie, bruv. It's not a Bernie, bruv. <laughs> oh, man, someone with one of them UK accents. Can you do that? Bernie, uh, bruv. Hi, Matthews. We're talking here about better standards than we grew up with. Fair standards. A lot Progressives existed back then, too, fuckface. Mm-hmm. I hate that shit. I hate It's like, well, that was different back then. You know, no, there, there, was, there was slavery. It was like, there was also Robert Greene Ingersoll saying, fuck you, slave owners, and mm-hmm. your religion. I mean, there was John Brown. Hey. <clears throat> yeah. Ah, fucking goddamn motherfucker. A lot of it has to do with how we talk to each other. Compliments on a woman's appearance that some men, including me, might have once incorrectly thought were okay. Were never okay. Not then and certainly... Nigga. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, it, like, nigga, you didn't think they were okay morally. You thought they were okay with your bros. All right? You didn't think they were okay morally because, again, like, it's that argument that, um, that, um, our heap 
fucking iterating mm -hmm. and reiterating and mm -hmm. re reiterating that um uh it's not that she's someone's mother or grandmother or daughter or sister. Right. It's that she's someone. Yes. Um, we, oh, oh, and, uh, the, and but I could see, ah, shit. <laughs> where was it? Damn, I, I lost it. Oh, where uh, you were going with the, uh, she's someone and the feminist homies have to keep making that argument because he's always known that it's fucked up. Ah, yes. He's, he, he knows it's fucked up because if it was his sister his daughter, his mm -hmm. niece, he'd be like, hey, don't fucking talk to her like that. Mm -hmm. Hey, yeah, see, but then there's also that hierarchy of disposability and patriarchy. It'd be like that moment in The Sopranos. Um, I... Oh, you... <laughs> so, uh, there's a guy who was dating a girl and he was, like, physically abusive to her, <clears throat> and basically one of her uh, older male relatives got out of prison and he's like, you shouldn't beat the shit out of her, you're not married yet. And it was like, like it was somehow okay to suddenly start beating women if you're married to them, because then they're your property. But in the meantime, she says a oh, fucking patriarchy. Um, anyways, no, what I was going to say is that this article uh, I was looking at from the reporter who said that he was making inappropriate comments to her. What did he say here? That, he, like, at one point, maybe I thought it was okay. This happened in <clears throat> 2016 and 2017. It's not like it was like in 1987. Right. I once said 2016. That's a, that's one year. One year is one point. <laughs> Every year is a point. Every year is a point. That's, that's how Bernie got a million dollars. If you make it that many years, you just get a million dollars in a book deal. Mm -hmm. That's how it mm -hmm. works. Mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders is incentive to eat your Brussels sprouts. Eat your Brussels sprouts and be a long distance runner. <laughs> All right, stamina. <laughs> I still got a lot of stamina. Yes. So, yeah, as he's saying, I don't know, it was so long ago. Uh, no, it was fucking, it was just a couple years ago. That, well, it is 2020. Yeah. Yeah, so you're talking about Obama administration. Yeah. That was a whole, that was literally a black president. Yeah. That's quite some time ago. The things are very different. Hmm. What? Are they, though? You were only on, like, the fucking iPhone 15 at that time. You know how many <laughs> iPhones have been out? Jesus fucking Christ. All right, he continues. Certainly not today, and for making such comments in the past, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm very proud of the work I've done here. Long before I went on television, I worked for years in politics, was a newspaper columnist, an author. I'm working on another book. I'll continue to write and talk about politics and cheer on my producers and crew here in Washington. You can't cheer on people you don't work. They're not your producers. They're whoever the fuck the fucking corporate bosses slap in the goddamn chair. Mm. And it's going to be the same chair. Washington and New York and my MSNBC colleagues. They will continue to produce colleagues. great journalism in the yes. years ahead. And for those of you who have gotten in the habit of watching Hardball every night, I hope you're going to miss because I'm going to miss you. But remembering Humphrey Bogart and Casablanca will always have Hardball. So let's not say goodbye, but till we meet again. Can he big just head stop fucking making 1940 <clears throat> references? Fuck everything he says. So, yeah. Um, I glanced at the article, so he was saying... Um, uh, that was uh, a lot shit, to take on. in. Oh, hold on. Okay. Oh, there's more. Oh, okay. This auto plays after it. It's a completely different video, but you said some other person took that seat and was yes. totally fucked. Was this him? I don't know. Because this is Steve Kornacki. Probably. I think the word flustered... 
I've seen Says Steve it. Kornacki's name a lot on Twitter tonight. Okay, so it probably might, you may have. So let's check out the Knack Man for forty seconds. Oh wait, I may have fucked everything up. Mm. Yeah, I may. Let's have. not say goodbye. But here we go. Till we meet again. Yeah, Casablanca. Casablanca. All right, the Knack Man. Right um, here. That was a lot to take in just now. I'm sure. Really, it was? No, it wasn't. That shit was hilarious. Shut up, Steve. As Steve used to be on the five. Steve actually, that's the weird shit, right? Because Steve literally worked right directly with Crystal Ball mm-hmm. incredibly regularly. Yeah. So it's like, you know Crystal Ball's in his ear popping some gangsta-ass progressive shit. Mm-hmm. But Steve's like, hey, you know, there's just so much more money in selling out. Oh yeah, I just double-checked the tweets. Apparently Chris Matthews <clears throat> didn't tell anyone he was about to resign on air. He didn't even finish the rest of Hardball. He just said he was resigning a cut <clears throat> to commercial and then Steve Kornacki was just sitting there in front of the cameras looking stunned. Awesome. <laughs> I like it. And he really does. His fucking brow is in, it's like in a solid state of furrow. And I'm sure you're still um, absorbing that and, and I am too. Um... Chris Matthews is a giant. He's a legend. Um, it's been an honor. Steve is not getting the promotion here. Because th- you know what this is. This was the how are you on your motherfucking feet moment. I like to think of this as like the liberal like liberal challenge, fuck it, we'll do it live challenge, and Ooh. this nigga don't fail. He is not doing it live. He is not doing I it live. I kind of want to start it over. I know, we're going to do this whole ass 15 seconds again because this shit is funny to me because he is not handling this well. Naki. Because Steve, he's not new. He's been doing his job for what? I think I saw him on The Five. Mm -hmm. No, no, it was called The Cycle. The Five is on Fox News. And I saw him on the, that was back in like 2011, 12. It's 2020. You've been doing this. Right. And like, and I remember I I used to watch NBC, MSNBC. Um, mm-hmm. And they would come on Lawrence O'Donnell's show regularly. Like, and I mean specifically mm-hmm. out of that show, the cycle that had that nigga Torre and um, SC Cup and all these mm-hmm. niggas. Um, Steve Kornack and Crystal Ball would be on Lawrence O'Donnell's show across the desk from him mm-hmm. going over an issue of the evening regularly. Mm-hmm. So what happened, Steve? Um, that was a lot to take in just now, I'm sure. And I'm sure you're still um, absorbing that. Um, yeah, um, nigga. Nigga, quit trying to eat your top lip. <laughs> this is awesome. And and I am too. I um, am, uh, Chris Matthews is a giant... He's a legend. Um, it's been. Oh my god! This he is making all the I don't know what the fuck to say faces. Oh god! This oh, is like when uh, when that nigga Marco Rubio was thirst trapping. I mm. think the kids call it thirst trapping now. Mm. After um, folks may not remember, um, this was after that nigga Obama did the. Uh, uh, State of the Union, mm-hmm. and um, this was like when a response to the State of the Union was becoming I don't know how long it's been going on, but it became like this required thing. There has to be a rebuttal for whatever the fuck reason, and the party grabs someone that they see as disposable as fuck and throw them in. I think one time they picked a the Democrats picked a nigga from like Alabama. Or something. It was horrible. Mm. It was the train wreck. You gotta check. I think it's from um, 
from 2017. Okay. You got to check that shit out again. It's a great flashback to see that video. Okay. And, um, uh, yeah, this is like when Marco Rubio did the response to Obama and he just kept grabbing that water. Mm -hmm. This, this is his, this, this is his watershed moment, I might say. Hmm. A water gate of yeah. sorts. Mm -hmm. Some some might say mm -hmm. this is. I, I might even say this is his Flint water. Just play the clip. Flint water. Flint. Well, I will open up the soundboard and do nothing for three hours and then call out of work. <laughs> play the clip. In an honor for me to work with him, uh, to sit in here on occasion, uh, and I know how much you. How much? I want to play I can't get over the background. There's just like two random employees on camera, like fucking talking about their lunch or some shit. Like you see these two women at the background. It looks like one of them is actually holding something that might be food. It looks like fries, right? <laughs> you, I swear much. to fuck, it looks like, like they're she like has super fries. fucking excited him, about it. And I know my, how much yeah. he meant to you. And I think but then again, they are women, and Chris Matthews just quit. They may be excited. They might be excited. <laughs> they may just be having some fun. There could be a bottle of something or other under that desk. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to miss him, and I know I'm going to. Um, oh, my God. He literally just poked his tongue into his cheek. That's how much he doesn't know what the fuck to say. <sighs> and now he's filling up with his cheeks with air. Dude, you can make... This whole thing is a 40-second GIF image. We're not going to have any bells or whistles here. <laughs> I, I wish I could show folks. You got to see this media ite clip. He just vaguely gesticulated, and it, it kind of makes you think of that meme where it's like, uh, "Me, I'm tired of this," and someone says, "What?" and me gestures vaguely. <laughs> he just gestured vaguely. It was God. This is outstanding. I love this video forever. We do have to fill the rest of this. I cannot unpause it without him <laughs> doing something like hilarious. <laughs> We're not going to have any bells or whistles here. We do have to fill the rest of this hour. We're going to take a quick break and come back with today's news. That was great. Lovely. That man that's going down in the fucking history books, Steve Kornacki, not getting the promotion this year. Not getting the promotion. Well, Shep Smith is going to get it. And um, chill the fuck out. Yes. So I'm just glancing <laughs> at this article again. This is by... Um, Laura Bassett, and it is on GQ. Uh, I can put the link up. Yes. Um, so they have just uh, some random comments. So apparently Aaron Burnett, who is also a journalist or a pundit, he said, you're a knockout. It's all right getting bad news from you. And okay. Wait, and what? Yeah. He said, you're a knockout. It's all right getting bad news from you. That's what someone like just said? No, that's something they... Uh, Chris Matthews said to a female oh, co-host. I thought you were saying, like, that was a response oh, tweet no. to her saying this. I was oh, like, no, no, Jesus no. fucking Christ. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, just fucking just... Um, he allegedly rated female guests on a, a numerical scale that the top was the hottest of the week and the lowest was like a teenage boy. Whoa! In 1999, an assistant producer accused Matthews of sexual assault, um, which C CNBC... Hold, hold on, my bad, yo. But that, that, because that, that is like a teenage boy one. Mm -hmm. Folks, don't, don't slip on that shit. Because that's how motherfuckers will just start, start... It's like, when, when you hear motherfuckers say shit like that, do shit like that, they're testing your transphobia waters. Check them on the spot. All right. Yeah. 
1999, an assistant producer accused him of sexual harassment, which CNBC investigated. They concluded his comments were, quote, inappropriate, and he reserved a, received a, quote, stern reprimand. Okay. Uh, in 2011, he kept commenting there's something electric and very attractive about the way Sarah Palin walks. Jesus! Now, folks, <clears throat> I think this probably gives you more context when we're talking about so he just sexualizes every damn because like mm-hmm. when he was talking about George Bush with that flight suit, yeah, you know, it's gonna be and, like fucking Bill O'Reilly. I'm telling you, fitting him in all the right places. Uh, in 2017, he noted that Sally Yates, who was acting attorney general, was quote attractive, obviously. Uh, but he has also reserved particular contempt for women who made it close to ascending the heights of American political power. For example, he called Hillary Clinton anti-male, witchy, and a she-devil. What, did they have a year on that one? Because I bet it wasn't 2016. It was... Watch me be wrong. 2008. God damn. They really they really were not in the tank for her yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's why, like, um, I remember Nicole Sandler um, during the um, 2016 and 15 primary, she went and found some old uh, clip of Maddow, like harshly critiquing Hillary Clinton. I think on some of her racist shit that she was running oh, against Obama. Ew, ew, ew. Okay, it got way worse though. I'm sorry, I got no, sure. Touch it. So in 2008, he was calling her. What did I? Speak? I said 2008. What the fuck did I just say? You what said year? 2008. 2008. So he was calling her witchy because these are. Sorry, it's kind of difficult. I'm doing this obviously, as you can see, if you're watching on my phone. And these are all hyperlinks, so I have to like click the hyperlink to check the date and then like go back to the actual article I'm reading. Hmm. Uh, which I mean, I'm glad for the hyperlinks though, because receipt culture. Um, so in 2008, he's calling her witchy, anti-male, and she devil. But in 2016. Uh, before he went live with an interview <clears throat> with then-candidate uh, Hillary Clinton, he asked where the Bill Cosby pill was for her. Wait, like, so she can be raped? I guess. He said, um, uh, Matthews, during the interview setup, made jokes about Clinton. He asks, can I have some of the Queen's water's precious waters? And as he waits for water to be handed to him, says, where's that Bill Cosby pill I brought with me? So he literally joked about raping Hillary Clinton. Yep. Out loud. Yep. And to her face. I don't think she was in the room yet because it says this was the setup for the interview. So that means all his staffers and makeup artists and sound people and shit were there. So like basically in front of the, the, the staff. Holy shit. I can't wait to hear if Bob Seska covers this. Okay. In 2005, he wondered if we could have a female president because troops wouldn't take orders from a woman. Uh, all right. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, yeah, keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, he said that uh, Clinton only had political success because her husband messed around and she had a woman's sympathy vote. Um, in 2006, he said <clears throat> that I was thinking how hard it is for a woman to take on a job that's always been held by men, thinking about that. Uh, the open secret of Matthew's everyday behavior off camera with guests, which often creeps up to the line of sexual harassment without ex- actually crossing it. Um, so that women never feel it's worth jeopardizing their own careers to complain. Many women in politics have interacted with him and have have some kind of story about him making them feel uncomfortable. And then uh, the author continues, I have my own. In 2017, I wrote a personal essay about a much older married cable news host who inappropriately flirted with me in in the makeup room before going live on his show a few times. And it made me noticeably uncomfortable on air. Which is also an interesting thing to say that 
because it happened right before the live taping that it made her comfortable <coughs> on air. So now I wonder. Yeah. No, you oh, said you said comfortable. I'm sorry, uncomfortable on air. But then that makes me wonder, like, are there would there have been more like female pundits and journalists getting um, segments, but he made them feel so fucking creeped out, like they couldn't perform on camera properly, and like inadvertently that way like tanked their careers. It's like that shit with BoJack Horseman with the actress that he was dating the and choked chi- out, and then uh-huh. she just like had like the PSD, PTSD, and like couldn't like. I just don't like surprises. That's <laughs> like right. that kind of shit. Yeah. I kind of wonder if it's like that. Um, all right, so uh, she says, At the time, I was scared of retaliation from the network. I'm not anymore. It was Chris Matthews. In 2016, right before I had to go on his show to talk about sexual assault allegations against Donald Trump, Matthews looked at me in the makeup chair and said, Why haven't I fallen in love with you yet? And then told the makeup artist, Keep putting makeup on her. I'll fall in love with her. Another time, he stood between me and, a mir- me and the mirror and complimented a dress I was wearing for the segment. He said, are you going out tonight? I said, I didn't know. And he said to the makeup artist, make sure you wipe this off her face after the show. We didn't make her up like this so a guy at a bar can look at her. Fucking weirdo. And you know what the funny <sighs> shit is? Want to play the game? Who said it? Trump or Chris Matthews? Or you know what? Fuck it. Not nah, a man, broad- a man, or a man. Broaden it out. A Democrat or a Republican. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Democrat or um, Republican. There's another pundit who does not want to be named for professional reasons. Said Matthews invited her on to talk about misogyny in the Republican Party, telling her he planned to draw a comparison to the '60s ad men show called Mad Men. But right before going on air, he turned to her to ask whether or not he thought one of the female characters' proportions were actually real. And then transitioned into a supposedly feminist segment. All right. <sighs> yeah. And here's on, um, so I went to check Blue Gal from the uh, Professional Left mm-hmm. um, podcast, which I think it, they're the Cornfield Resistance now, because I really don't see them calling themselves lefty, because they're not lefties. They're right. dim hacks. They, they started calling themselves the professional left because they started during the Barry administration when mm-hmm. anybody could be considered left. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, nah, we, we fucked that up. And um, they uh, shared <laughs> a tweet, and this is Francis Lingham, blue Ugh. gal from that podcast, shared a tweet from Clymer. And to our understanding, we remember, what, Clymer's like a serial sexual harasser and shit? Um, Clymer was someone who, before transition, was incredibly transphobic and would ban was running a feminist Facebook page and would ban trans folks from commenting on that page due to transphobia and, like, intentionally misgender people. And then the rest of the volunteers who were running the page were female and locked them out of the page because they said something about uh, sexual harassment issues. So then just locked everybody out of the page so they couldn't access it. Mm. Am I mixing up Climber with someone else? I don't think so. Was there someone who had some shit where they were like, step on me with your high heel or something? That wasn't Climber. Yeah, so I'm mixing Climber up with someone else from what you just described. And here comes Climber with the with the hackery. Dear MSNBC, there are so many women of color highly qualified for that time slot, and who would bring in big audiences for your network? Chris Matthews retiring gives you the chance to go in a powerful and new direction. Take advantage of this moment. Fuck off, Climber. I've seen a lot of people saying, um, get Joy and Reed to do it. And I'm just like, mm. the fuck for? 
but representation. Then we, but you know what? It's not for us. That's the thing. Yeah. Although I have seen right wingers saying like, "Isn't isn't Joy a homophobe? Why would you want Joy doing it?" And then it's like you know they're being disingenuous because they're right wingers, and you're like, but they're technically not wrong because I'll never get over the whole fucking I wrote a bunch of homophobic and transphobic shit on my blog, but it's not my fault because Russia hacked me. Yeah. <sighs> As long as Russia exists, no one's accountable for anything. No one is accountable for anything. Not one capitalist has done anything wrong as long as there is a Russia. Russian czars. <clears throat> Whew. But uh, fucking, yeah, that's that bullshit. It's like, because y'all, and you know what? There's an audio clip, man, and um, I got to get the name of the person again because I want to post it. I heard it today, but mm-hmm. I was at work and shit, so like, I can't just stop <laughs> in the middle of work and go right. do a podcast. Right. <laughs> so, but I do have the episode saved that has the clip, but it's a working class black woman with an accent that has zero respectability, which is a <laughs> conversation that has not been had broadly in social media, mm-hmm. is the res- is um, the respectability politics of black people <laughs> with and without heavy accents, particularly Southern. Um, some for New York accent. If you're black, if you're mm-hmm. not black and have a New York accent, you're a New Yorker. If you're right. black and you have a New York accent, you're ghetto. You're black, you have a Southern accent, you're ghetto. You're right. black, you have a California accent, you're ghetto. You know? Right. <clears throat> But, um, the, uh, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I always lose it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because I, I tangent myself out of my premise. Um, Every a black time. woman was interviewed who yes. does not have a respectable accent. And they were, yeah, and they were talking about how, um, the, the, the DNC keeps saying, listen to black women, listen to black women. No, nobody listen to me. So it's like, you know what? Let me see you argue that Nina Turner should have that spot. They won't. Yeah, as long as you won't do that, as long as you don't argue that Brianna Joy Gray should have that spot. Good. They won't. All right. When they say black women, they mean black women who agree with me. You know that. Yeah, like you basically mean your handpicked rich niggas that you paid a buck dance for you, like Melissa Harris Perry. You paid Melissa Harris Perry to buck dance for you, and she literally fucking did. It's yeah. on video. Literally before every commercial break, she would do a little dance for everybody while the music played out. I'm just super curious to see if um, liberals are going to talk about, like, the toxic Chris Matthews stands, the way they talk about Bernie Bros. Because I'm looking at this, um, <clears throat> Laura Bassett's mentions. This is the person who wrote the, G artic- the GQ article I was uh, referencing. And people are saying stuff about, um, where did it go? Um, oh, no. Classless tonight, Laura. You won, but showed less class than he did with his announcement. And then you go to the this person's bio, hashtag resist, hashtag blue wave. Fuck off. Anyone gonna talk about that? No, <clears throat> no. No, not for me. No. So yes, indeed, this is um Wine Cellar Media. I'm still tripping off uh Miss Major endorsing um Yes, you Sanders. love to see it. I'm like, holy yes. and shit. And Miss Major just seemed like a cool ass motherfucker, just sitting down like, man, I smoke my fucking doing well because ha- was having some health issues last year. Say word word. Yeah, I, I well, believe had a stroke. Shit. Yeah. Just check. But this yeah, out. like folks were coming um, to uh, you know, like t- just staying at uh, her house to like take care of her and shit. Cause <clears> she was just not well. So glad she's still with us. Yeah, here's a couple seconds of uh, Miss Major. Uh, sitting in front of a shelf of some fine accoutrement. Mm-hmm. Hello, I'm Miss Major, and I say, 
go, Brandon. <laughs> you must vote for Bernie Sanders. He's a really great best guy to beat Donald Trump. And that's the most important thing in this election, beating Donald Trump. So please take my advice and best vote for Bernie Sanders. Go, Bernie. <laughs> That audio was low, but that was Miss Major saying, go, Bernie. You got to pick the per best person to beat Donald Trump, and mm -hmm. I think that's Bernie. <coughs> so I say, go, Bernie. Bernie has gotten some fucking heavy endorsements. Like, that was grandma's fuck, yo. It was. The fucking headpiece, the gray, ambiguously shirt garment, right? Yes. Is it a sweatshirt? A t-shirt? Is it a long-sleeve <laughs> tee? What the fuck is that? That's grandma's shirt. Shut the fuck up. Yes, it is. And grandma putting her fist up and saying, go Bernie, god I damn it. it. I love it. Yeah, I was, I want to do, like, a segment where we just fucking read all of, like, Bernie's endorsements, because there's so fucking many. You know what, though? Is Miss Major younger than Bernie? Fucking probably. <laughs> Bernie's so fucking old. God damn it. I saw a tweet. I didn't actually uh, have the time to fact check it, but that, that Trump is the youngest person running right now. <laughs> that can't be true. Trump is in the 70s too, right? I thought... Yeah, but Bernie's like 79. I think Trump is like 77. But Warren's still in. Oh, God. Yeah. See? You're... Yeah, that's right. Uh, Miss Major is 79. Wait, isn't that only like one year older than Bernie? <laughs> That's like the same age as Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. 78, yeah. September 8th, 1940, fuck one. And Trump, oh, Trump is 73. And Biden's 70. Oh, Warren just hit 70. Wait, let me take Warren a look at it. Warren is 70? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Let me see if it has the the birth <clears throat> year of sorts. What the heck, darn? Jeepers, creepers, and chimney sweepers. What the hell is going on here? Uh, June 22nd, 1949. Okay. So she's been 70 for a few months. All right. Oh. Well, I'm, well, I'm sure that you're going to see liberals saying that Warren's just too fucking old. Oh, yeah. I mean, just like Nancy Pelosi. Isn't Nancy like 80? I think 81 I think, when we checked. Yeah, I believe Pelosi is <clears throat> older than Bernie, but... You know, she's not too old to be in office. And, 79. And Bloomberg is 78. Jesus fucking Christ. Can we get some more AOCs? Honestly. Well, what is the thing? You have to be like 45 to run for president? Uh, 35. 35. But more AOCs in general. Yes. Get them little niggas in there. I know, right? As I sit here not running. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Right, like, like if if I don't run for city council in 2025, kick my ass, folks. Come school board, some. Yeah, I should run. I should do something local because I can talk some shit. I'm articulate. I have cis privilege. I have male privilege. I have able-bodied privilege. I can hit the block. Like the only thing holding me back is my position in capitalism. If I stop working and start campaigning, there's going to be a problem with that electric bill. Right. <laughs> so fucking. I gotta go to the factory over here. <clears throat> Good times. All right, so uh, that ought to be that. Why the fuck do I have this link open? Oh, that's uh, literally the list of celebrities. Okay. Oh, Ariana Grande, yes, also supports Bernie. Which, and I know Lizzo was on the list, but I can't find like a specific statement. Hmm. I yeah. Can look for one. Um, no need to. Let's yeah. let's let's. I'm, look, yeah. hour and twenty minutes. Oh, you Jesus. see that? Yes. Yeah, and it's what nine forty nine yes. p.m. Yeah, that's. That's it. And I have a safety committee meeting tomorrow, and then Oof. Wednesday I go in early for this shit. And yes. Then, 
Friday is um, Employee Engagement Committee, and I got to tell them my... Let's not use ableist language here, but just know that I don't like foosball. Hmm. All right, WineCellarMedia.com. And if you also don't care about men playing their silly fucking games, you can go to Patreon.com slash WineCellarMediaFund, where we don't tolerate my people, the cis men, playing silly fucking games. Yes, yes. Patreon.com slash WineCellarMediaFund, PayPal dot me slash phoenix and william mm-hmm. please motherfuckers be as safe as possible wherever you is be way that's you, you can't know. say that ah, what are you gonna do 